WWE, Herma Zomer. We I gave her a call the other day. She's the vice president of Manitoba Mounted, Mounted Shooters Association. So we got some stuff to talk about. And now we're going to roll into our intro, thanks to Connor Masara. Thanks, Connor, for the sweet beats. How you doing, Mike? I'm good as usual. You, Chris? Doing awesome. Yeah, sweet. Good. Long weekend. Just just passed. Just passed. So by the time this airs. Yeah. So sorry. we're all tanned from enjoying the sunshine of a sunny May long weekend. That's what, always happening. What sun? It was snowing. Well, not on the weekend, but leading up to the weekend. Winter. Well, then you don't have. Winter. No fire bans? True. Actually, uh, they were talking about, you know, May-long camping and all that stuff. Yep. And that's what all these parks were talking about. They're like, well, the good news is you may have to run your furnace, but you can have a campfire. Yeah, big old, big old rager throw some <laughs> fucking pallets in the just, yeah. just fucking 40-foot flames. Yeah, and then you just start, you know, chopping trees down, having them fall right on oh, top yeah. of the fire. Shout out to Aubrey, our one listener. <laughs> all right. Mounted shooting, equestrian shooting. I don't know if that's a little term or not, but mounted shooting. Yeah, yeah. So today talking about uh, the mounted shooting, um, not necessarily the cowboy action shooting, but your uh, horseback and guns. Yeah, it is. It's a super cool deal. Well, I've seen it a couple times, but just kind of chatting about um, like what's uh, what's it all about, Chris? Like how does this how does it all go? You did the you had a conversation there, so yeah, I had an awesome conversation with Herma. Before we go into that, have you ever seen it live? That was that's a burning question I have. No, I, I know don't think I have. At like they said they've done it at like rodeos and exhibitions and like demos and stuff. Like yeah, that. no, yeah, I super haven't. Cool to see live. So basically, the idea she was telling me behind it is they're kind of reenacting western mounted shooting in kind of like a competitive structured environment. So you get you know, you're riding through town and you're shooting the watermelons, but now everybody's kind of got a similar course and. Yep. You've got your divisions and stuff, so you can actually, you know, see your improvement and compare, if you so choose, to other shooters to, you know, possibly win prizes. Yeah. Basically, you need generally two single-action-only, like, Western-style revolvers, you know, your sure. Cattlemen, your... Vicaros. Vicaros. Yeah, it's pretty popular, the Vicaro. They're going to be cartridge guns, because you got to reload them, but they're going to be black powder, usually forty-five long Colt. Yep. Uh, they're going to run black powder blanks. In addition to that, there's also separate divisions for long guns. So you'd have shotguns or lever actions, which I think is super cool because you're like riding your horse back and you're yeah, working absolutely. your lever and yeah. running back. The burning black powder is actually what, uh, they shoot at balloons. And that's right. actually yeah. what hits the balloons. They're not shooting like projectiles or anything. It's just the crap coming out of the end of the barrel. Yeah, it's like a, they use this like a super coarse yeah. black powder I'm assuming a heavy charge, so they're getting unburnt powder? I think it's, uh, well, that's a good question. Yeah, let's see. I don't them. know if it'd be a fat load or a thin load. There's another one. we got to check up on that then. Yeah, we yeah. might have to split this episode into two parts and do like a revisited to get some more information. Because they, uh, they do say they do make their, they do load their own blanks. Yes. Obviously, because it's right. going to be, you know, pretty expensive over time. Yep. Uh, they're structured in that they have patterns, basically like a course of fire that right. they have to go through. Yep. And apparently there's like 85 recognized patterns. Holy crap. And they don't know what the patterns are for the match until like the day before. 
Oh, geez, hey. So that, that makes it pretty tough. There's a lot of things that are coming into play. Yes. Or horsemanship and marksmanship and all that stuff. But yeah, you're... And then uh, you got to remember your pattern. Yeah. Wow. And you've got to execute it all under the clock yeah. quickly while not missing any targets. Right. Basically horse ipsic. In a sense, it kind of is, right? Right. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. So on between those patterns, like what are they... Did she say what they run for like a... Like how many targets that you have in your... In a pattern. Generally they're generally they're always ten targets and that gives you five in each gun. So you got two guns, you'll start with right. your your one I, drawn, you got an empty empty cylinder for safety, obviously, sure, empty that, chamber. Yeah. And then you do your five on your way to your like halfway point, and then you yep. transition to your second revolver, right. holstering the other one. You got your another five, or my understanding is they'll do half with you do your five with your one revolver and then you transition to your lever action for the quote unquote run home because right. Horses are like, hey, all the other horses are back there where I just went. I'm going to run towards them. So it's a little bit more uh, autopilot than <laughs> sure. when you're coming out. Ah, cool. Yeah. No, it's, like I said, I've, I've never seen it live. I've watched, watched a bunch of videos on it. And holy man, there are some people that can lay down some smoke and runs. Like it's, oh, yeah. it's insane. Like it's, like I said, there's so much happening in that, cranks. I don't even know, 20 seconds, yeah, they say generally stages are like 10 to 25 seconds, depending oh, on how big they are. So, like, think about that. You come full charge into arena, working a single action. That's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, like, working working a single action alone and doing it accurately yeah. in that amount of time, plus your holstering and reholding, holstering <laughs> and drawing. That's insane. On a horse. Yeah. And you're steering the horse yep. with one hand. There's, there's a lot of, there's moving, a lot of parts. moving parts. Oh, jeez. That's crazy. You got the roar of the crowd. Oh, naturally. Because, you know, people Some, are doing this at rodeos and stuff. Just losing their marbles in the stands. Right. Just flipping out. Throwing their beer on their boyfriend because he's not paying attention <laughs> when there's kiss cam. Do they have kiss cam at rodeos? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. Yep. How do two people wearing cowboy hats kiss? Oh, you have to take them off. Well, there and you then go. you can get all. You can take your hat off and you're like, you cover. Right. Cover it up. Give yourself some modesty. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You'll need modesty that, especially if you're there with or, or your wife. <laughs> if you're there with somebody you're not supposed to. Hey! hey. Infidelity's not cool. <laughs> hey, you gleaked. Unbelievable. Got a very moist mouth. Almost <laughs> stop speaking moistly. Believe it or not, their whole families participate in mounted shooting. You, yeah, you can start no, when you're like 12 years old. Yeah, like there's yeah. no, um, well, there's a little bit of a, what do you mean call it a restriction, I guess then, right? Well, More in Canada, because you're riding the horse, you'd have to have your R-PAL if you're actually, like, shooting hands. That's right. So there's... So yes. you have to be, like, 18 to, like, full-on do it. But yeah. if you're under 18 in Canada, you can actually... They actually do cap guns. So same idea. Super cool. And then they kind of, like, score you on, like, how legit you look, basically. Really? Yeah. Oh, jeez, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. So you still got the balloons. You're not actually popping anything. Yeah. But, like, you're obviously going to, you know, need to be aiming at them and you're sure. still going fast and doing your yeah. know, same thing. So, so good just, practice for if you're going to keep doing it. You just can't like hammer in there and just rip, rip, rip five in the into the air yeah. and go, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. What if you still have to transition? I bet you Sure, work. I bet you do. Five and five? Yeah. Because they're going to make it, I, I'd assume, I'd assume they make it as, as close to the real run as possible. Yeah. Really, all that's doing is just teaching horseman, horsemanship skills. Yeah, and and heck, even firearms handling. Yeah, it, it's still it's a cap gun. Fine, whatever. But I bet you there's things that they're looking for. 
Yeah. Well, you yeah. still got to point it at the right spot. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. Not drop the thing. Not the back of the horse's head or anything. No, that'd Crazy. be a bad time. It'd be a real bad time. I talked to her a little bit, too, because uh, our awesome friend of the show, Gail, yeah. um, who got us on to uh, Herma's information, wanted us to talk about hearing protection for horses. That's a fantastic question. I know Gail and I were talking about that, too. And she's like, oh, you got to make sure we ask that question. Yeah. And that's something I don't. Same what thing. do you do, right? Yeah, like how? So, what, what did she tell you? She told me they make hearing protection for their horses. What they do... Get off it. They no way. go to the pet store. You buy like a squishy cat foam ball. Yeah. Right? You poke a hole in it, tie a string through it. Right. Right? And then it's just like a foamy for your ear, right? You crush it up, push it in the horse's ear, swells up, no blocks their ear, joke. and then you got a little cord so you can pull it back out. Holy smokes, eh? Yeah. That is... Because, well, once again, seen it, they're not wearing ear pro. But like not buffs, anyway. I was going to say, not like they're running around with some noise-canceling, cool, you know, some lockers or something. But uh, no way, really. Yeah. That is, that's, clever, pretty, that's pretty slick. Yeah, like, that's that's solid. But, yeah, that's a that's a big concern. Yeah. And that's what I said when Gail was talking about that. She's like, yeah, we got to make sure we ask. Because I said the same thing. I'm like, I have no idea. I know what it's roughly about. I've never participated in it. Like I said, never been around anybody that's actively in the sport yeah. as well to like, how does this all go? Like, I understand, I understand the meat potatoes of it, but I don't, uh, I need the gravy. I'm not getting the gravy. As, <laughs> that's where all the flavors at too, right? <laughs> the gravy, the meat flavors. potatoes are fine, but yeah. you know, sometimes they're dry. And you need that gravy to yeah. bind everything together. You can't rely on ketchup. No, you can't. All, ketchup's, all, ketchup's great. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But, you know, ketchup uh, ketchup does not a meal make. Yeah, it's, 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 this is true. Also, international competition, believe it or not. Super big in the States, obviously. You yeah, know, you get into the southern sure. states, everybody's crazy about horses and yep. guns. Gun yeah. horses. Yeah. Big it, butter and jelly. That's right. That makes uh, sense. They do worldwide, world, they do world championships uh, in a couple of the southern states mm-hmm. every year. Right. Just like every other sport. Yep. Do they rock any, like, is there any kind of, like, division you yeah. know, like like in anything else, there's maybe certain divisions. Is there any? Did they do anything? Did she talk about any of that? Yeah, they have a couple different divisions. The divisions are structured by age group. I think there's three or four different age groups. Okay. So you know, obviously, eighteen year olds and you know, twenty five year olds aren't competing against like fifty year olds, right? Because Sh- sure, okay, yeah. ability is going to play yeah. into it a little. So do they bit call definitely. it? Like, is it like a, you need to use the word senior because it feels like I'm knocking on that some days. But is there like a, yeah, did she say it? Like, is there like a seniors division or like, I don't know. I, I think it's based on age ranges like, uh, like sports would be. Oh, okay. So if you're yep. a certain age group, you go in this division, this division. U65s, so you're over here. Exactly. U65s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've got everybody from the old folks home coming out and do some mounted shooting. Why not? Got to get out there for look, sure. Look, if it meant that. Grandpa could go rip some 45 long colts, and we got to strap him into, like, a trailer in his wheelchair, and I got to pull him on a quad or something. I'll give a crap. I'll put foamy plugs in. Let's let's burn. Let's do it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so they got a couple different divisions, and they've also got a cavalry division, which is I think is super cool. Swords. So, oh, that would be super cool. Wouldn't it? Rip a saber there, and you're just... Bah, bah, bah. Right? So cool. You need a sharp sword, though, you'd think, right? Get a balloon with? Well, we're reasonably sharp, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they got a couple of di- different divisions. They are generally encouraged, or they have to wear, you know, kind of Western clothing. If you're just, you know, your average Joe, you put blue jeans and like a Western style shirt. Yep. You can wear, you can either wear like a soft 
cover like a cowboy hat yep. or a helmet if, you know, safety. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Yeah. And then they have a cavalry division, which would be like the old-timey uniforms with the big flap holsters and stuff like that. Legit, hey? Like, yeah. they, they roll with, like, a period-type yeah. correct clothing and such. Yeah. Well, and Does anything change on the firearms? No, I guess not. Well, no, they'd be your, like, your open-top models, probably. Sure, and Stuff yeah. like that. Schofield. Schofield, I was going to say, yeah, that'd be, uh, like, a perfect one. Wouldn't it? You could show up there in your cowboy boots and your blue jeans and your yeah. western shirt and your cowboy hat, or people get right into it. Like, there's ladies there wearing, like... The long dresses 1800s and stuff. dresses. Yeah. Well, you've seen like the stuff like that. The cowboy action shooting. Yes. Right. So yeah. take horses out of the equation. Yeah. And they're shooting steel and, and such. But yeah, like they're, man, some of that stuff, like they are so, those people are so into it, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. And they got like all the leather, they've got the, the period correct attire. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them run like a, uh, you know, they got their nickname, whatever. Yeah. You know, the Led Slingers. You know, yeah. some, some cool, right? They got these yeah. cool Western uh, names. John Wayne. Yeah. Ooh, way to be original. The OG. Uh, How do you get more original than the OG? Yeah, but you can't you can't flip load your, your 73 because you'd, you you'd break 90. <laughs> be bad. Yeah, we got to get, get Tyson for that one day, right? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out there. I got a sneaking suspicion. 90 degree comes into effect in those guys, too. I put a short stroke in there, you'll be fine. Yeah, sure. All right, right. Cool. Yes, yeah, so well, that's, that's a nice rundown of that. Like, uh, yeah. Like, how do you even naturally, being a being a horse person, makes a little easier to be involved in? But, like, do they have, I guess we're kind of focusing on the Manitoba group. Um, yeah. Did she, is there, like, provincially stuff, like? Saskatchewan, Alberta, BC, Ontario, like is there Yeah, it's there's it, it's a Canadian deal mm-hmm. and kind of like an Ipsic stuff, right? Everybody's yeah. got their provincially cool. Um, I obviously Alberta's the biggest sure. into it. Yep. Um but you're gonna have people coming up from BC, yep. Saskatchewan, Manitoba, probably into Ontario because you go into the density, there's a lot closer to the states. Sure. Cities yeah, in the absolutely. states. Ton of people there doing it. A passing knowledge of horsemanship and a passing knowledge of firearms. We'll get you into it. If you're only horse, you know, it's easy. You go, you do your pal stuff. We talked about that. You get your yeah, own pal. Yeah, right. Then basically you're just adding, shooting horses. Yep. Um, shooting from horses. Shooting from horses. I think you said shooting. Two horses. Mm, yeah, get, somebody could take that the wrong way. If Gail hears this, she's going to. Well, Gail's obviously going to. be shooting us. Long time friend of the show. Long time. Long time. Like, since, since day one. <laughs> Few weeks back. Few weeks back now. <laughs> they said you can, you know, get your RPAL, Herma, and the Manitoba Mounted Shooters Association. They host beginner clinics if you're looking to get into it, get started. Okay. Um, they have all kinds of uh, events throughout Manitoba, yep. as well as they go down into the states. Like they are, you know, every couple weekends going to one of these events. So they're yeah. happening. Yeah, you see it. Um, I think I've, I can't. I either just see the posts on like Facebook or mm-hmm. or I do follow the page. I have to look it up again. But yeah, there is always weather permitting, of course. Yeah. Naturally, it's been junk lately. But um, yeah, there's there's tons of there's tons of shoots. Like they're kind of kind of all over the place. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. They have a pretty good Facebook group that they're active on, yep. uh, Manitoba Mounted Shooters Association. I check them out there and I'll follow them. We'll plug them in the yeah. in the Instagram. You bet. Um, you can go out, check out their events. They have practices out at their place. 
Uh, that's out in Miami, sunny Miami, Manitoba. Sunny Miami. You bet. You could go out there when they have events. I'm sure they'd be more than happy to have you come out and take a look at it because they're always trying to grow the sport. They do practice there. They go to uh, rodeo events when they have these going on. Right. If you can find anybody who does it, go talk to them. That's another good way to get your foot in the door. Like even I was talking to Irma and she said, I see you're calling from the Saskatchewan number. Are you out there? Because like I know the guys in Saskatchewan. I can hook you up if you need to. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, nah. I just kept the number because I'm not gonna change this number. It's done me for done me for a decade already. <laughs> I ain't gonna change. Why? Why change a good thing? Exactly. Yeah. So, like, would your like when she was saying about like a beginner clinic, it's kind of like a kind of like a black badge, basically, right? In a, in a sense, yeah. Like I assume you would uh, show up with your gun and your horse, and yeah. they would show you how to safely put them together. Yeah. Did she talk anything about like I guess training your horses to be comfortable with gunfire? Well, it's or, like, or training, like, like like training an, any animal with anything. Right? Sure, absolutely. I'm just I'm I'm just I'm so curious because I've never been around that to see mm-hmm. it done. Sure, I'm wondering I'm wondering what that looks like. So right, they're wearing ear pro. Yeah, horse wise. I'm thinking it's just it's just your exposure, right? So you got someone beside be, the animal yeah, keeping right? them calm. You know, you start shooting a little further away, you get a little closer, you get a little yeah. closer, and you'll eventually like, get a little acclimated right, to it. There's, there's going to be a bit of a crack there. There's going to be a puff of smoke. There's going to be, mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be it'd be super cool. Like, I got a, I know a few years ago before this COVID crap and stuff, we tried to, uh, we were going to actually get the Saskatchewan Association mm-hmm. for, like, our uh, intermission for our rodeo and town. And yeah, and I think we're we'll we'll still do it eventually. It's just making one of the years. Yep, and kind of make things link up a little bit on that. That'd be sweet. I'd but I think it'd that. be totally awesome. Yeah, it would be. Uh, I think it'd be a great filler. And I know when we mentioned it to them, they were all over. It. Just gave them somewhere else to shoot. But yeah, right. And like we, man, I can't remember. Well, you gotta keep gotta keep new people coming in. Well, sure. Yeah, there was. Um, there's uh, a person on our committee that a friend of a friend, right, that was involved mm-hmm. in it, and they were talked to. And we were having a meeting, and they were saying like it's you basically need the ground for them. They have whatever it is. There's like poles and stuff, or pails, however they set up all their things, yep. their timers, yada yada. They're kind of a, a plug and play bit of a group. They just need somewhere to run. It yep. is really the thing. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can link that up yet because. Uh, there's, I think there's a ton of people that would be really, really excited to see it. Well, yeah, and you, it's not something, it's something you totally really different. See. Yeah, totally different. Nobody's, nobody's, the majority of people are not exposed to something like that. If you're listening to this podcast and you're familiar with horses, go check them out. Yeah. If you're not familiar with horses and you're familiar with guns, maybe go, maybe horse riding is in your future. Sure, maybe. Or maybe you are that casual, right? You live on the farm and you, you, Hop on the you horse. You already ride a little bit, and maybe you want to, maybe you want to make a pie maybe you and put all your, them ingredients together. There, live your cowboy dreams. You could, Absolutely. or maybe you're like me and you just like dressing up in the clothes, and you just find excuses to do that. Well, you were wearing leathers like a few minutes ago, so yeah, look stellar. I know. I even got a cowboy hat. Got some western shirts. I don't have boots though. Boots mm. are the problem. I got big old skis. You don't say, but a guy big feet. Damn, you got some big feet. That's what they say. Dang, where do you find shoes? <laughs> where do you get those made? Custom builds. So at the end of the day, if mounted shooting sounds like something cool to you, definitely go check it out. We're going to take an opportunity, as it appears, to 
go check it out for sure. And I thank Herma for taking some time to talk to us and tell us about the Manitoba Mounted Shooters Association. We'll definitely uh, click on the link below. Absolutely. But there's not going to be anything below nah, this the, because there won't be, that's how it works. Check out our Instagram, that underscore shooting underscore podcast at gmail.com. Nope, that's not our Instagram. No, that's... gmail.com. Uh, well, you can send us an email. Yep, you can also send us an email, that shooting podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Tell us about your niche shooting sport, and we would be more than happy to talk to you about it. You bet. Absolutely. As, as I think, uh, we'll, we will always be promoting the, the shooting sports and shooting community, so... Yeah, until you the some... one day when we talk about collecting guns, yeah, I got seven different SKSs, and this one is a laminate one, and this one is a hardwood one, and this one here is a Chinese one. Yeah, and this one here has been bastardized. You got one of them. Go fast, don't suck. That's yeah, say, that's the one. And they're real speedy boys. Speed boys. Speedy boys. Yeah. Now, if only they could have 30-round magazines. Yeah, that'd be a good time. It would be a good time. That would be a good time. So, yeah, at the end of the day, remember to show out to your local shooting events, have some fun. Tell us at that shooting podcast about them because Mike's breaking his water bottle. Sorry, I got distracted. My bad. I'll quit now. Right? Yeah. Podcasts are boring. Don't do them. <laughs> Don't. You know what really grinds my gears, Mike? No, man. What's what's chafing you today? Bad gunsmiths. Woo! <laughs> Touchy subject. Yes. And I'm sure... Do we, tell. I'm sure you're going to have... Maybe? Maybe you maybe you haven't been unfortunate enough to run into a bad gunsmith, but I have I have had a, a personal exposure and some, you know, secondhand exposure, and it kind of... It's kind of enough to, you know, make you a little upset. Yeah. Um, I know I bought a... You know Gun Show Finds? You see that gun, you see it on the table, and you're like, oh, man, that's so cool. I should definitely buy that, even though I don't really have any use for it. I bought a nice cut-down uh, P-17. Barrel had been shortened. You know, it did oh, a yeah. good job of putting iron sights on it. I'm yep. like, oh, well, pretty nice-looking gun. I kind of want that. Yep. You know, the old uh, old guy at the table, you know, he wasn't... He was a, he was a tough wheeler and dealer. He yep. definitely got more money out of me than yep. I would have liked, but I got him down Chucked a, a few bit. pesos his way and away he went. Few, yeah. Uh, so I ended up scooping it up. Mm-hmm. And that's when I ended up... Uh, you know, if you go back to our good bangs and bad bangs, uh, picking up some, you know, bag of miscellaneous ammo that maybe you shouldn't just shoot through your gun. Sweet. Uh, Ziploc bag of bullets. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, went, went out and, you know, went to sight it in and, you know, 25 yards, I'm skipping them off the ground. So I think the sight's not quite right on it. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. You know, not a big deal. We, Get her drilled and tapped for a scope mount and throw a scope mount on there and forget about it, right? Sure. Nice little short truck gun. It'd be great. Yep. Yep. So I take it to a uh, gunsmith who at the time doesn't have, you know, a big formal presence. They're kind of doing it as a side business. Sure. So I take it over to him and I'm like, hey, I want to put a scope mount on here. And he's like, yeah, no problem. I got a milling machine. I got rails. We can do it up. Yep. So yep. I leave it with him. Needless to say, I was like, huh, that's uh, not quite, uh, not quite, you know, the... Fit and finish I was expecting. Right. You know, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, he's like, yeah, you know, man, she machine went a little bit wonky on that one. She yep. might be a little bit crooked, but, you know, get yourself some windage adjustable base. You'll be fine. be fine. Yeah, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. So, needless to say, I never did put a scope on it because it I never did that track far. down. It, it pro- 
honestly, it probably wasn't that far. It probably, you could have probably compensated in the scope, get some windage adjustable rings, but it was far enough that, you know, it was a little bit off. And the way it was mounted on the back end, he had milled out some of the, milled out some of the, the receiver and he had milled out some of the rail to get it to made oh, on there right. Wow. And one hole was into the, there was one screw hole that had a screw in it and the other one didn't because it was just over, over an open void in the action. And I was just kind of like, I don't feel great about this. No. This has ruined my, this has ruined my dream. No so. joke. Yeah, like I know it was a, a sporterized. Oh yeah, it was like rifle. It was at the same know. time. You're like, I oh, just want to trash it. Well, exactly, right? Which if I wanted I, it done crappily, I would have taken it home and hit it with a drill and drilled and tapped her. And yeah, there you go. Whereas you didn't just get a scope mount and, or a scope mount right in the barrel. Ah, drill her out. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. That right. first round, it'll it'll clean off those little bit of thread sticking out. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So it was a little bit chill. Oh, man. That's that's lame. It's a little bit disenchanted with that. And, you know, yeah. like all, you know, guns you lose interest in, they, they leave your hands at a gun show and you're like, yeah. there's some money nope. I'm not going to get back. But you know what? No I can kidding. Invest it in something bigger and better. Yep. And then... Uh, Have you ever had a wreck like that? I've been pretty fortunate. At the same time, I do mostly my own things at home. So yeah, I've got a good amount of tools that... Unless it's wild and crazy, I pretty much look after everything that I need to at home. So, but yeah, no, it's yeah, yeah, it can happen from time to time. Yeah, that's for sure. The moral of the story is, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna take your, you know, your, you know, cheap, expensive, whatever oh. you got, gun to a gunsmith, you know, do a little bit of research. I was gonna say, do your homework on them. Just oh, for sure. Like, worst case scenario, you would, know, would you this take guy's your, got five guns and he just disappears off the face of the earth. Right. Because I've heard stories of I've that. I've heard crazy stories about that. I've heard taxidermy stories like that. Oh, yep. Yeah. Be, well, and that's, that's even, like, in my opinion, that's even worse, right? Because you're like, I got this, you know, got my first deer, pretty sweet deer. I want to go get him taxidermy. Oh, wait, now that's, now it's gone. Yep. Disappears. I got a picture and that's it. Yep. Oh, yeah, man. There's some sketchy crap that happens. So, Not even your car. You're going to take I your guess. car to just crackhead Joe on the corner and be like, hey, I, I need a tranny rebuilt. And he'll go, yeah, okay. He'll do it for how, 100 bucks. You won't have any airbags left, but he'll do it for 100 bucks. How do you think this is going to turn out? Probably poor. Probably poor. Yeah. yeah I think I think that's a, probably a good way to go about it. Just uh, try and try and find yourself in a reputable place. Yeah. Or a reputable uh, gunsmith. Yeah, well, and if you if you get the opportunity, sit down and talk to them. Like, have you done this before? Do you yeah. see any, you know, issues that we might have to deal with? Yeah, for sure. This is kind of what I'm, my expectations are. Is yeah. that reasonable? I'd go with it like uh, never trust the skinny cook. If you yeah. go in there and you start talking to the guy and he says, man, you know what? It's probably going to be like, you know, it's going to be two, three weeks or something like that. That probably means he's backed up because he's probably good at what he does. Yeah. I would I would wait the time and not worry about it. You can have it quick, fast, or cheap. Not all three. Not all three. That's right. Yep. Exactly. Huh. Gunsmith is looking for work is not the one you want to do that's work for. That's probably yeah. not the guy you're after. So that's what kind of kind of grinds my gears. Yeah. If uh, at the end of the day you want your you know your gunsmith should stand behind his work and if he's not willing to then don't take your work to him. That's right. 
So now it's my turn to ramble on about the project I'm super excited about. My Type 97. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. So I got this thing. We're going to... I'm going to paint it up. Sweet. Rattle can. Rattle can. You damn right. Um, I I don't like how low... I don't like how smooth rattle can jobs end up. You know, like you got you got three colors, but they all kind of like blend into each other into kind of like one greeny brown yep. splotch. Yep. No, we're going to high contrast this bad boy. We're going to turtle shell it. No shit. Yep. That's that's my that's my brain goal. I like so it. So I'm going to get my stuff out. You know, I'm going to leave the... It came, It was a Cerakoted tan gun originally, and then the oh, upper yeah, and lower right. have been swapped out so they're black. I want it to pop. I yep. want some. I yep. want some contrast. Absolutely. I don't want it to Sweet. be... I'm big on the, yeah, I'm big on the sponge camel. I have done, I've done a few guns and man, I'm quite impressed with myself. They turned out so good. Like it's super easy to do. Super easy. Yeah. Like you, you get a sponge or you cut up a couple sponges and you know, get some paint and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It it works. Base coat and you're done. Yeah. It works amazing. Actually the last one I just did too, had an old stock and I'm like, I'm going to try something here. And I did like a uh, base coat green mm-hmm. something or other um like a real dark green and uh i actually took just straight black paint mm-hmm. like a uh, you know a, a one gallon or whatever yep. and a paint stick and i like drizzled it all over the top of it mm-hmm. but then i was like kind of looks like crap actually so <laughs> i had this brainwave i'm like i'm what gonna use I the air compressor no i use the air compressor ah. so oh, like, so i had it hanging and i put Right at paper underneath. Yep. So I took my compressor, put the blowgun on it, mm-hmm. turned the pressure down on the compressor, mm-hmm. and hit it from different angles, mm-hmm. and it like fanned it out, kind of like a spider webby type pattern. Yeah. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. But I was like, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Get creative, man. It's rattle can. Do anything you want. Exactly. But yeah. It was. The, that was pretty fun. Well, remember. I'll bring it in. I'll show you. Real heroes don't prep their surfaces. <laughs> oh. I guess I'm not a hero then. Right. I sure did. I don't, want, I don't want that crappy oily, because yeah. it looks like crap anyway, but I don't want that. I don't want, I don't want to see that. Anyway, sure that. sweet. Sweet build. That's going to look really good. Yeah. We do some paint on it. Sweet. Should be getting it back from the muzzle bite. Ah, I said sweet too many times. Muzzle brake will be awesome. Cool. Might go to a BNT. Lost can? To a the Rotex yeah. uh, two-port comp is what I think we're going to put on there. It's a oh. flash hider. And then yep. And I can be like, hey, Michael, you going to lend me your blast can, buddy? <laughs> and then he says, no. No, I got what I tried. <laughs> yeah, ah, it's close. Just about, just, ah, close, damn stool again. You get real angry getting too tired, Mike. Oh, hangry. Hangry is what it would be. So I got that cookie. Cookie baby. Cookie baby. Oh, all right. So, yeah. What are you thankful for this, Mike? Anything? Short week. This is a short yeah. week. Yeah. Four days. Four day week. Yeah. That, that's I'm pretty stoked about that. She's been uh she's been a hectic few days here the last couple of weeks with the you know the May eighteenth. The the eighteenth thing and the blind frenzy. My goodness. That long weekend. I've never had so many paper cuts from a cardboard box from shipping in my life. That was insane. Like it was it was crazy and talk to anybody across Canada and they all said the same thing. Oh yeah. Yep. There were some places that right we were here and like they were closing their storefronts. So they could get stuff So they could out. actually keep up because there were so many people coming in and and they're trying to ship things out and trying to deal with customers that they couldn't even keep up with the demand. So Oh yeah. 
Like, I'd hate to be somewhere like downtown Toronto. Oh, man. Like, what a... Yeah, I'm cute around the friggin' block. Right? Yeah, so she was... It has been unbelievably busy around here. Phones, walking, people, orders. So, yeah, pretty thankful for, for a little shorter week. So, do yeah, do some yeah. things, get some get some stuff cleaned up again, have another, have another break, and then get right back into her. Back into the rhythm for the summer. Yeah. Shoots yep. and yeah. traps started up. Yeah, it did, didn't it? And stay tuned next week for our uh, for our Go Fast Don't Suck podcast, which it, hot take is Mike's best. Oh, it's my favorite. Proclaimed. So far. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I haven't heard it back, but uh, we had uh, we had our buddy Ryan in talking about uh, talking about the Go Fast pistol sports a little bit, and I think it was awesome. Yeah, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be great. I think, uh, I think people are gonna really enjoy that one. So be excited for next week. Yeah, who are we shouting out this week, Chris? All the mounted shooters. All, all the every one of them. Big thanks to Herma Zimmer uh, out of Miami, Manitoba, for talking to us about the Manitoba Mounted Shooters Association. Yeah. Uh, you can check them out at the Mounted Shooters of Canada, which is kind of the Canada-wide organization, uh, as well as the Cowboy Mounted Shooting Up. Association is kind of the international organization. If you're listening to this far overseas or in America, that's where you would want to start looking. Yeah, you bet. So we're going to shout out a couple events for them. They got uh, Invita Manitoba on Canada Day, 4 p.m. I assume down at uh, Fairgrounds somewhere mm-hmm. other. I don't think I've ever been to Vita. I heard it's a lovely place. We'll have to check it out. Absolutely, we do. And then in, um, in Herma's hometown, uh, Miami, Manitoba, June 4th and 5th. Of this, this year. year. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, right around the corner, uh, if you're in the area or you want to wanna see what it's all about, mm-hmm. that would be a great place to go for you. Yeah, for and sure. And if you see Herma or Herma's listening, say hi, say thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And if you've got a shooting sport or a gun club or something of that nature you want to shout out, uh, get a hold of us at that underscore shooting underscore podcast on Instagram until we get banned because Instagram... Zuck, the worst, right? Nah, we're good. We're uh, good. And uh, that shooting podcast at gmail.com. Two ways to get a hold of us. I'm not going to give you my cell phone number. I nah, don't like you that much. Yeah, it's getting out of hand. Right? Beauty. Well, I think our brains are about pudding by now. So uh, we're just going to let you guys go, and I'll give Mike a second to compose himself, and uh, I'll see you later days. See you guys. Take us out, Connor. They're really good. You're always spending the extra money for good candy. You're right. Because you know what I hate? Cheap this is Yeah. Have you, you noticed? You know, the sh- you know the shit that you get and you're like chewing it and it's stuck in your teeth? Oh, uh, yep. And it pisses you off? Yeah. Okay. That candy you got, it didn't, didn't stick in my teeth. No. It was so good. You chew the shit out of it. Yeah. It's fine. I barely got taste buds. But it's amazing. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, the old vid taste buds really kicked the, kicked the shit out of me there, so... Have you uh, have you noticed that like chocolate, especially like Halloween chocolate, is just the fucking quality is just yeah, sh- shit. It's like why why would I it's buy like, this? It's like Walmart dog food. It's just filler. <laughs> <laughs>